Wow, just turn your attention to his presence right now. Wow. Ho! Thank you, Father. He is faithful. He is good. You're so good, Jesus. You're so good, Jesus. He's just releasing his goodness over people right now. He's releasing his goodness over people right now. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Wow. We love your presence. Thank you, God. Wow. You're just releasing breakthrough, Jesus. Wow. He's just releasing breakthrough right now. He's releasing breakthrough right now. Somebody's body's being healed right now. He's releasing breakthrough in the room right now. He's releasing breakthrough in the room right now. Thank you, Father. Grace is being released right now. Wow. Thank you, Father. He's just good at his job. Thank you, Jesus, that you are just good at your job. And we don't need to do anything for you because you're very good at your job. Wow. Thank you, Father. Wow. Thank you, Jesus, for healings that I don't even know are happening. Healings I have no idea are happening, that are actually happening. Thank you, God, for what you're doing right now. Wow. Somebody's ankle is being healed right now. Thank you, Father. Somebody's right ankle is being healed right now. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's ear is being healed right now as well. Thank you, Father. Wow. 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 Wow, 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 wow. Let's just, like, just, just start to lift up your voices and start to give the name of Jesus thanks. Let's just lift up the name of Jesus right now. There is no other name. There is no other name. You know, there's nothing else that you need. If you just, I've, I've had breakthrough in my life just simply by saying Jesus. There is nothing else that you need. Just say the name Jesus and let's start giving him thanks. Do you know what? Faith is when you're giving thanks before you see the miracle. That is living in faith, yeah? Anyone can give thanks after you see a miracle. That's easy. But what we're called to do is live out of thankfulness. That is your reality, but you're called to live out of thankfulness. So what if we started celebrating now, like we've just seen the miracles that we're going to see later today? Father, thank you. Jesus, you are so good. Jesus, you do miracles because it's your idea. You are good at your job. You paid for them 2,000 years ago. And Jesus, we thank you that you love every single person in this room. And you died for every single person in this room to be set free. So Father, I just release breakthrough right now. I release breakthrough right now. And I release baptisms of fire right now in Jesus' name. I release a fresh baptism of fire right now in Jesus' name. Fire right now in Jesus' name. Fire right now in Jesus' name. Father, I release an upgrade in faith. An upgrade in faith and boldness and confidence. You have been called to be a confident Christian. You have been called. There are people here today that you've walked in insecurity. You've walked in doubt. And you carried shame because of it. And the Lord says you don't need to carry shame. But today I'm calling you to be a confident Christian. That you know you have the solution inside you to the world around you. And you are going to go into this week. And you are going to go, I have got heaven inside me. And I'm going to release heaven everywhere I go this week. You get to release heaven everywhere. You are an open heaven. There is nothing that can stop you. There is nothing that can stop you. You know, the only thing that can stop you is between your ears. So Father, renew my mind. Father, renew my mind. Wow. Thank you, Father. 
He's releasing upgrades in faith and boldness. There is an equipping that is being released today. There is an equipping that is being released today. Some of you are just going to realize that miracles happen around you this week. You should ask people when you're in conversations. By the way, by the way, was there anything that your body couldn't do before we started talking? Because I'm pretty sure it can do it now. I'm pretty sure it can do it right now. It's going to happen if you do that. I'm not just talking crazy. I know it might sound crazy to some of you, but if you take that step, I'm telling you it will happen. You are ambassadors of heaven's evidence on the earth today. You are ambassadors of heaven's evidence. Fire! Oh, Jesus, you are so good, Jesus. Somebody's ears just got opened up. I don't know who that is, but you need to check out your ears because they got opened up. It seems to happen almost every time I speak now that ears get healed. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There is a grace that's come on someone's head. that You have like a pressure thing on your head all the time. And the Lord's just lifting that off. That's just being lifted off right now. It's like a fogginess, like a pressure that you get all the time. Or it comes and goes. The Lord's just lifting that off right now. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Father. There's somebody who has like... You have like night terror. You have like night terrors and nightmares a lot. And the Lord is actually releasing the anointing to sleep like a baby. Tonight you are going to have the best sleep you ever had. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Father. Wow. It's just a good idea to hang out with Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Right. If you um, have a Bible, you can turn to Mark chapter 6. I want to talk to you about momentum today. How we can steward momentum. Wow. You know, the Lord is commissioning people to walk in abundant life today. I, I feel like the Lord is commissioning people to become perfect health zones and everywhere they go, they're going to bring that with them. I feel like there is something is being released today. So if you want that, some of you, some of you might be thinking, and oh, that just sounds a bit weird. But if you want that, he is go- he's releasing that to you today. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Right, so Mark 6, 45. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone in the land, on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars, because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out, because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. So this has happened right after Jesus multiplied the food and fed 5,000 people. And it says here, they had not, the reason they were completely amazed 
and surprised and astonished by this sight um, was because they had not understood about the loaves and their hearts were hardened. So we're going to come back to this in a minute. But first of all, I just want to ask, like, I think it was like a couple of months ago in the morning services, I was preaching about thankfulness and thanksgiving and living from the thank you. And actually, when you cultivate that as an internal reality, actually what that does is it gives you a, almost like truth goggles because you get to see you're living from the place of seeing what God is already doing in your life and what he's already done for you. And actually, when you posture yourself in that way, you actually just get to see the miraculous happen around you. It is life-changing. Who was there? Who, who remembers that? Anyone around? So what you don't know, necessarily, is some of the stuff that happened. Loads of people got healed in that meeting and as a result of that meeting. And one of the things I want to talk to you about today is how we steward the testimony. Because actually, stewarding the testimony is a big deal. Stewarding the testimony is really, really important because that is how we actually mark ourselves for favor for the increase and the more. So last time we were here, I had people coming up to me at the end of the meeting. Many many of these, by the way, were with no one praying for them. No one prayed. I did pray for some people, but a lot of these I didn't actually pray. It was just God's presence healing people. So there was arthritis healed. There was knee problems healed. There was severe breathing problems healed. There was hearing restored. This is chronic back problems were healed. People left the service, woke up the next day, and we realized they were healed. There were people healed through listening to the podcast. Um, there was a specific word I gave, and some, a lady with dizziness, and a real, she had to lie down all the time. That instantly left her as I gave the word of knowledge. Um, there was an ear that had been problematic for eight years, and then on the way to the service that day in the car, the young lady felt something happening already in the car. And then as I gave the word about ears being healed, it popped open and was completely healed. Um, I actually... Um, are these good? Am I, am I the only one that thinks that these are good news? <laughs> this is the creator of the universe doing miracles in this room. That's just... I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I had, I'm still having people telling me stories. So today, somebody came up to me at the end of the service, a lady, because I gave a word about kidneys... And she felt God's power going through her body. Um, but obviously she couldn't necessarily give a testimony. She didn't know what had changed. Two weeks later, she went, to the, she went back to the hospital and had the results. Her kidneys are completely normal now. <laughs> completely normal. I, for me, I love testimonies. But I think it is so important that we learn and understand them better. And we learn to steward them better. Because often there's, God is doing so many amazing things around us. And a lot of the time we don't know what's going on or even what to do with it. I think the power of the testimony, when that gets released, it actually releases an unstoppable breakthrough and an unstoppable momentum. You know, at Eastgate, we're always looking and thinking about how we can partner with God and what he's doing next. And that's, you know, if you've been here a while, then you'll realize that what we're about. We're always like, what is God doing next? Linked with that, I'm always kind of asking myself, what is he already doing that I need to steward better? What is he doing right now that I'm actually not doing a good job of stewarding? How could we steward what he's already releasing better? You know, one of the goals of my lifetime is that this church will be completely sickness free. Uh, I believe I'm going to see it. 
I believe I'm going to see it. And we're moving forward to it. And he is setting us up for success. But one of the things that's going to get us there is learning to steward the testimony, which I'm going to talk about a little bit. You know, the Hebrew meaning of the word for testimony, eduth, I think it is, I don't know how you pronounce it, um, means to return, repeat, or do again. That's what it actually means. So the Hebrew word for testimony means he's going to do it again. And then in the New Testament, Revelation 19.10, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of what? Prophecy. So when you hear a testimony of Jesus, both the New Testament and the Old Testament are aligned. It means he's saying, I'm doing it again. But the question is, what is he doing again? Most of us don't understand that part so well, I think. Often in life, when we go through things, when we go through challenges, difficult situations, obviously our normal response as as a Christian would be to pray about it, right? That would be a good start. But what happens when we pray about it and we're not seeing the breakthrough that we want? We tend to do one of two things. We pray more, but that's a good thing, but we can end up praying harder if we're not careful. We end up in a place of striving And it's like we're trying to accomplish by our strength what Jesus already accomplished on the cross. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. The other thing we do is if we don't do that, we go straight up to giving up. Because we get discouraged, we lose hope, we get disappointed, and we give up. But all the while, God is releasing testimonies around you. He's releasing testimonies of who he is and what he's doing. He's saying... I've already released the solution that you're after. It's right under your nose, gift wrap, but you failed to perceive it. There's a solution released in this testimony because I'm saying that I'm the do-it-again God. You, you failed to partner with that, and then you go home and you ask me, why am I not answering your prayers? What if, as a community... Together, we made a commitment that we would no longer, that this was a turning point, we would no longer listen to testimonies like they're great, good stories of someone else. That someone else's good story. What if we made a choice to partner with them as our own breakthrough? Every time we hear them, we get excited about ourselves. We're celebrating for them, but we're like, this is great news for me. I'm looking forward to the day where I go downstairs in the cafe and I hear somebody telling somebody else a testimony and somebody happens to walk past them at the right time. They don't know them at all. And they're like, yes, he's releasing breakthrough. (laughs) Because they get it. We have these gift-wrapped miracle bombs going off all around us and we fail to perceive it. See, the truth is, we've already, he's already released the solutions to, to questions you haven't even asked him yet. He's already releasing them all around us. And yet, all the while, we're going off in our world and we're going home and asking him why he didn't answer this prayer or that prayer. He's already releasing it right now. Actually, right now. Actually, right now. <laughs> wow. What have loaves got to do with walking on water? What's the connection between loaves and walking on water? 
Jesus. That's a good connection. <laughs> it's true. That's it. That is the answer. When you hear a story about a leg getting healed, what is the testimony? Is it that he's in a leg mood today? <laughs> Sorry, neck guys. Next week. No, the testimony is who he is. It's a revelation that he's the healer, that he's invading this world with his. The miracle worker, he's, reve- he's revealing his nature and his ways. The Bible says that the disciples had hard hearts because they were surprised that Jesus could walk on water after seeing him multiply food. And, that, and actually they were shocked. But the testimony wasn't that God does miracles with bread. It wasn't that Jesus had a bread anointing. (laughs) Oh yeah, you should see his bread anointing. It's awesome. Um, The testimony was that I am is here. Right now. He's here. And he's interested in your life. He cares about every need in your life. And he's got the solution. And it's his idea to release that solution. If you just partner with him. In... John chapter 6, we see a slightly different perspective of the same situation. So, as I said before, just before they get on the boat, the disciples get on the boat, just before that, Jesus fed the 5,000. And um, we have this bit here, which is a bit like Avengers Endgame, where you get to go back to the first Avengers film and see bits of it from different perspectives. It's like, this is what we're doing here. We're seeing the same bit, but from a different view. So... All the crowds have gathered around Jesus. He's been doing miracles. Um, and Jesus looks up and sees all the people. And he says to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? <laughs> he asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. I'm glad the Bible put that there, that bit. Because we would probably be stupid enough to think that Jesus didn't know. No, he, he was asking that to draw something out of Philip, wasn't he? He was saying, have you recognized who I really am? You know, every impossible situation we face is essentially asking us the same question. Every impossible situation is essentially asking the same question. Is he who he says he is? Is he who he says he is? It's that simple. The testimony is the answer to that question. So it doesn't matter whether it's a a problem with someone's brain or a problem with someone's toe. Is he... They all ask him the same question. Is he who he says he is? And it's also not asking, is this a church with a head anointing? Is this a church where legs get healed? It's, is he who he says he is? That's what Jesus was trying to draw out of Philip. And it's the question that is asked of every single one of us every time we go through a challenging situation. The question is, how are we going to respond? Why did Israel become backslidden? Now you might say, it's because they disobeyed God. They did disobey God, right? Yeah? They did. But why did they disobey God? Psalm 78, 78, 
78, we find some clues. In verse 7, it says this. It said, Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. And would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. Your ability to keep his commands is directly related to your ability to remember his deeds. Do you get that? Your ability to obey his commands is directly related to your ability to remember his deeds. Why? Because his acts reveal his nature, they reveal his goodness, they reveal who he is. When we forget who someone is, we stop serving them. The testimony will determine whether you are a faithful Christian. What you do with the testimony will determine how faithful we are as Christians. Here's the scary part. In verse 9, it says that the, the men of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned back on the day of battle. So they were facing their challenge. They were facing their impossible situation. How did they respond? They turned back. They ran away. Why? They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his law. That's the disobedience. Why? Verse 11. They forgot what he had done, the wonders he had shown them. So, okay, that just backs up what I said, right? They forgot his deeds. They forgot the miracles, the testimony. They didn't steward the testimony well. But actually, it gets a little bit scarier. Verse 12. He did miracles in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the region of Zoan. Hang on a minute. He did miracles in the sight of who? Their their fathers. God is holding them responsible for miracles they didn't even see with their own eyes. Because they were called to live from a different place because of miracles that actually would happen in in other generations. That was supposed to have become their normal. That was supposed to become their normal. A testimony that they'd heard was supposed to now become their normal. And because they didn't partner with that, they turned back and ran away. And the Bible says that is where they went wrong. They didn't partner with a testimony that they didn't see those miracles. This is the next generation. This is like us hearing testimonies and just getting on with our lives like nothing happened. What we're failing to realize is every time you hear a testimony, you were in that room for a reason. The creator of the universe orchestrated things for you to be there, to hear that, to get an upgrade. So when we say, my testimony is your testimony, my breakthrough is your breakthrough. I don't know if you've ever heard people say things like that. It's not just a nice thing to say. It's a responsibility. We have a choice. Do we partner with this or not? Am I hearing this as mine or not? You know, the first time I ever saw a miracle, it was actually, I think it was in 2008. Two things had just happened in my life. I'd just seen a film called Finger of God. Probably some of you have seen that film. It's quite old now. And I just read one of Bill Johnson's early books, um, The Supernatural Power of a Transformed Mind. 
up to that point in that, my life, I was the most timid, afraid person you will ever meet. I was terrified of everything. If I was actually talking to like more than two people, my throat would close up and I couldn't talk. I was so painfully timid and afraid of everything. And I just read these books, never done anything like this in my life before. Was not in a, I was in a church where, bless them, they took the healing week out of the Alpha course. <laughs> Serious. And I'm, running, I'm going for a run on my lunch break, and I saw this homeless man sat on a bench with some friends, drinking whiskey with two crutches, and I stopped, and my heart went... I was like, I knew I had a choice. Jesus was issuing me a challenge. Do you want this life? Because you've read this book and you've seen this film. That's a testimony of who I am that you didn't know before. How are you now going to respond? Well, I'll tell you how I responded. For 20 minutes, I just paced around in a circle. (laughs) Out of their sight. Pacing around in a circle. It was so scary for me. Eventually, I plucked up the courage. I probably didn't approach them in the most confident way. But I ended up just having a bit of a chat with them. And eventually, I asked if I could pray for him. And he said, yes, nothing happened. And I carried on going on my way and finished my run and went back to work. Probably gave myself a little pat on the back. A week later, I'm out for my run and guess who I see again? <sighs> I, I had this split second, I think, where I'm thinking, has God seen that I've seen him or can I, can I get away with this? Can I turn around? <laughs> yeah, obviously he's seen. Um, so I was like, what am I going to do? Like my, my faith in this area is very fragile. Could I handle if I go up to him and nothing has changed? Something inside me was like, I, I can't not go up to him. It's not about me. It's got to be about him. So eventually I went up to him and I got chatting to him and his friend. He didn't want me to pray for him. After a while then he did. And to cut a long story short, he put his crutches on the, the ground. He was running around the park telling everyone Jesus healed him. <clears throat> And I, I actually stepped into a new normal. I really did. Years later, if you jump forward a few years later, it's like about 2012, something like that. I've now seen lots of miracles, but I'm not really operating in this thing that I've heard people called words of knowledge. And I'm realizing that in London, on the streets, people aren't that friendly when you talk, ask them if you want to pray for them. They're not that interested. And I just had this thing inside me. I was like, I need the word of knowledge. That is going to unlock London. I need the word of knowledge. And as soon as I heard that people were seeing people were healed just by giving a word of knowledge, no praying, just the word of knowledge was releasing healing in people's body. And I saw people doing this. I was like, I'm having that. The fact that I'm here, it was actually at that point I'd gone back to Bethel in California. I was like, the fact that I'm here at this time and I'm hearing people, that's because this is an invitation for me. This is an invitation for me. At that point, I felt like I was a million miles away from operating in that. Now it's my normal. I hardly ever pray for people. I just tell them God's healing a part of their body. And because they didn't know I knew that, 
Suddenly they get faith released in their body, in, re- released into their being, and their bodies get healed all the time. What we need to realize is that when we hear a testimony, God has planned us to be there at that time so we can partner with it and so that we can get an upgrade in our life. I love that in, the Mark, you know, in Mark 5, the woman who was subject to ble- bleeding for 12 years, you know, how did she know that if she just touched the hem of his garment, she'd be healed? Had Jesus just done an altar call the night before of, of um, bleeding for 12 years? Or had he done a special ministry night the night before called the hem of his garment? He goes, what we're going to do is we're going to line everybody up. Today I'm not laying hands, you're just going to touch my clothes. No, that had not happened. This woman, the reason she did that is because she, she heard the testimony. It says she heard who he was and what he was doing. And she recognized who he was. She recognized who he was and she partnered with it. I just want to say something that I, God reminds me sometimes, sometimes I need reminding of this, is I am not responsible for producing testimonies. You are not responsible for producing testimonies. He is. You are responsible for being the testimony of someone who was so caught up in his love and his goodness that in increasing measure, you just can't stop sharing that with the world around you. But, and if you do that, Stuff's going to happen. But you are not responsible for producing testimonies. What happens if we're not faithful with a testimony? What happens when we don't steward it well? How about if we put it in a box and we hide it away or we diminish it or something like that? Or how about if we exaggerate it or embellish a part of it and we don't deliver it faithfully in that way? Well, think about it this way. If a testimony is someone else's breakthrough, what are we doing? We're robbing other people of breakthrough. It's our responsibility to be faithful. You know, today, I actually, in the car park, in between the services, somebody came up to me, and they were just chatting about the first service. And he said to me, oh, I forgot to tell you that... um, after that other message you did about living from the thank you, he goes, I went to somebody in my office with, and, I told, and he had a problem with his knee. And I said, oh, put your own hand on your knee. And, and you said to me, just say, thank you, Jesus. So I tried that with him. I just said, thank you, Jesus. And the man was completely healed right there in the office. God's releasing and equipping right now. So I just want to ask Jess to come up. Jess, a few weeks ago, shared with me this really, really cool story of something that happened, I think it was like a few days after that message. And I, want, I really want you to pay attention in your spirit to what God is releasing now, because this, this is something that, and she'll go on to explain this, but she wasn't, this was not normal for her. And then suddenly it's become her new normal. So, yeah, go for it, Jess. Um, hello, I'm Jess, and... Um... So, yeah, I usually come to the 6.30 service, and this particular um, weekend I came earlier on and heard Dave speak an amazing message about this thankfulness and um, cultivating this um, internal heart of thankfulness and then that overflowing into your external environment. And um, that evening, I'm a physiotherapist by background, and um, I go into people's homes, I work with a team of six others, and we've 
um, go in and see people privately. And um, a friend had contacted me and said, if you happen to be in such and such an area this week, could you pop and see my father-in-law? He's really injured his back. And that's all I knew. So I contacted his wife and arranged to see him. And I think this was a Tuesday. He was my last appointment of the day. I arrived. His wife opened the door. Um, I went in. And you know when you can just see pain just written over someone completely? And um, he hadn't had a whiplash, but he looked like someone who'd had a whiplash. So he just literally sat there rigid, couldn't move. So I thought, well, there's no point me getting my physio couch out of my car because I'm not actually sure how I'm going to get him on the couch and do this assessment. So anyway, we went through the subjective history, and he told me a little bit about how he's, he's in his 70s. He'd been playing football with his grandkids, and he'd done some dive and um, really injured his back. It sounded like he'd either done something to his pelvis or torn one of his muscles. And um, so I couldn't even get him, to, I couldn't get him up, really, and I couldn't, get him, I couldn't assess much range of motion or anything. And um, I sort of had a bit of a prod around and realized it was possibly one of his big muscles in his, his QL in his back. And um, so I got my tape out. If you've seen the athletes on TV, I got my tape out of my bag and I taped them up thinking that might give them a bit of support and it didn't really do much, so I put a bit more tape on. And I also brought with me um, a bit of a back support brace because I just needed to get him moving because for two weeks, I forgot to say, he hadn't been able to sleep properly. So he'd not been able to lie down on his back, on his side, hadn't really been able to go up and down stairs. Um, He was really, really quite debilitated by this pain. And... um, Anyway, it got to the end of the session. We hadn't really achieved much, in my, you know, in my view. And he was just talking and talking and talking. And then I really felt Holy Spirit was just saying that he wanted to heal him. And I was getting quite hot. And it was just a feeling I couldn't ignore. And ordinarily, I would brush it aside and sort of run. But anyway, I, uh, I got up to go. And I just said to him, um, he said that was it. He'd also, I knew he went to church. That's all I really knew. And I said to him, you're a great man of faith, aren't you? And he said, yes. And I said, do you want this pain to be gone completely? And he said, yes. And I said, "Um, I really feel like God wants to heal you. And then with that, he sort of stopped and didn't say anything. It was quite awkward. And (laughs) And then he just started crying, like really, really, really crying. And then he was speaking out these previous healing testimonies that he himself had experienced. So he'd had a a severely arthritic hip that he was due at one point to have a total hip replacement and got healed from that, so didn't need the hip operation. He um, had this big lump on his hand at one point and got, you know, that completely disappeared. So he was, I realized he was speaking out his own healing. Um, And uh, and we didn't pray. Basically what happened was I was just saying, thank you, Jesus. And then I remember what David said this week, uh, the, the weekend that I was there about the story of the builder. I don't know if you've heard it, who got healed when Dave was just said, thank you, Jesus, and let God do his thing. So I said, look, let's just thank Jesus. And, um, and then we were sort of laughing. It was weird. But <laughs> I said, get up and do something. So he got up and he tried to do a few movements. And then I, I, we took, I said, look, let's take the back brace off because you won't be needing that. And... Um, and I had him going up and down stairs. And anyway, by the end of it, as I went to leave, he was sort of jumping around on one leg. And anyway, I got in my car. And you know, you're thinking, did that, did that really happen? And I, and I was like, no, you know, step out in faith. And I just, I just said, thank you, Jesus, for complete healing. Um, and um, 
the, the back story is he, he goes to a church and they've had a new, um, not prime minister, a new, <laughs> a new minister pastor who, um, is basically full of the Holy Spirit and, um, it's all about healings and, you know, the things of the kingdom. And it divided the church a little bit where some people were kind of, they'd been praying for things and not had answers and, and he'd obviously had all these healing miracles that had occurred in his own life. And, um, but there was a real dampener on his spirit because there was so much sort of doubt that was going on. And um, anyway, he, two weeks after, um, I got a little card from him saying that he just wanted to thank me for, um, I think, I can't remember exactly what it said, but something like restoring his, his faith in divine healing. And I just, you know, it's just, um, it was just lovely to be able to partner with God. But it was all just from saying thank you, Jesus, and like going to Dave's school 101 of, you know, healing, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> so you'd never done anything like that before? No, never. I, and like Dave said, I used to be really quite, like you wouldn't see me up here historically I used to be a very anxious person and um, that's another story but just God has been doing miracles in my own life and that's kind of just given me that I think it's because you released courage last uh, boldness and faith and um, clearly that happened so why don't yeah. you why don't you release that now okay yeah if you want to receive an upgrade in boldness and faith, who, wants, who thinks that's a good idea today? All right, go for it. Release it. <laughs> so, Father God, I just thank you for each and every one of these lovely people here, Father. And I just release that boldness, that courage, that faith, that whatever people need, that confidence, Father God. And I just um, I release that freedom of any fear, any anxiety, anything that might be stopping people stepping out in what you've called us to do, Father. And I just thank you that wherever these people go, whether it's at the school gates, whether it's taking the rubbish out, going to work, whatever it is, that, Father, when healing is needed, they can just release that, Father, just by being aware of your presence and the power that they carry. So, Father, yes. I, just, I just thank you for all that you're, you're doing doing and that you're going to do in the days ahead. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Just, just stay standing for a moment. Just stay in that place for a moment right now because God's, God is releasing grace in people's bodies right now. If you need healing in your body right now, there's no possible way that we can hear the testimonies we've heard and breakthrough not manifest itself in people's bodies right now. So the Father is releasing grace now in Jesus' name. If you need healing in your body, faith is being released right now for you to receive that. Receive what Jesus already paid for you 2,000 years ago. You know, he went to the cross and he died. It says, for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. You were that joy you were that joy. You were that joy. It was not a generic joy. It wasn't generic healing that was available that some people... No, he looked in your eyes. He looked in your eyes and he said, Oh, what? they're so worth it. They're so worth it. And he was excited about a day like today. He was excited about a day like today. Wow, the Lord is healing issues with the womb. 
The Lord is healing issues with the room. I saw this morning ovaries being healed. The Lord is healing issues with the room right now, womb right now. And I saw, the, I saw three months. I don't know if there's somebody with there's a significant thing about three months, where they've found something out three months ago or something like that, whoever that is. But the Lord is, is healing that person right now. The Lord is healing issues with the throat as well. Somebody with issues with the throat... And if you've got a sore throat, great, because the testimony is for you at all. But it was also something more significant than that. Here, God is healing people's ears right now. Ears are being opened up right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Ears are being opened up right now in Jesus' name. As you start, if these words mean something to you, start to raise your hand. If you've heard a word that applied to you, raise your hand because what you're doing is responding to what God's doing. There's lots of hands going up right now. And as you start to feel the Lord's power touching your body, I want you to raise, start waving your hand. Start waving your hand. Thank you, Father. There's hands that are waving. God is doing miracles. There's lots of hands waving. God is doing miracles in people's bodies right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody with a, there's a long-standing problem with the, I think it's the eustachian or the eustachian tube, that tube that goes from your ear round near your jaw. That's being healed right now in Jesus' name. And I also felt that God was saying he's also healing. There's somebody who, um, he's releasing unfaltering faith. He's releasing unfaltering faith. I feel like there's someone in the room who, you, it's not like you don't have a faith. You do. But every time you read something about science or something like that that seems, appears to contradict with the word, you get troubled with it. And you're troubled with the reconciliation of the two things. And God is saying, look, you don't, you've been feeling shame about that. And you don't need to feel shame about that. And he's saying, I am releasing you into a season of encounters where I'm going to release heaven's evidence in your life, in your home. You are going to be ministering into, in and out of the glory yourself. And he's releasing that right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just release breakthrough in Jesus' name. If you're one of the people that's got healed, please come and tell me after the meeting because I really want to celebrate your good news with you. But um, have a great day, everybody.